Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. This week brought some much-needed rain for most of our customers. Unfortunately, in some cases, it brought high wind and some hail as well. A large portion of the state received between that half-inch and two-inch in rainfall. Some areas didn't get any at all, and some got as high as four inches. But for the most part, an inch and a half, two inches caught a big part of our customer base. This rain is perfect timing for our April planted corn that's in the middle or just getting started with the pollination process this week. We have several things to deal with this week and I'll start with the one that has generated the most calls and that is wind damage and down corn. We were in northeast Iowa this weekend and a lot of down corn up there and on the way home I cleared my odometer to see how much of it we had and I traveled 120 miles before we drove out of down cornfields. This windstorm was no small thing. If you snap a line from Louisville, Kentucky to Rochester, Minnesota, about 100 miles wide, it, it's a big area. I'll have Thomas put a map on the website and you can see the, the monster wind event that went through. If I was selling pickup corn reels, I would set up along that corridor because you're going to be able to sell out in a hurry. The west side of that corridor is where most of the hail was. In the fields I have visited, the deep tilled fall fields that got tilled this fall seemed to be hit harder. No-till fields had less down corn but more green snap plants. The question is, how much damage has this windstorm done to yield? The answer there varies a lot. More than one farmer told me they didn't like the twisted up corn, but if that's what it took to get two inches of rain, it was well worth it. And in many areas, this is the case. Corn and beans had their backs up against the wall due to the dry weather and high temperatures. The two inches of rain will produce more yield than the wind, wind damage will cost. But no doubt, this windstorm was very expensive, both in yield and harvest complications. Tie that to the number of acres affected in this wind corridor. This fall, we will realize the full effect of this storm. Assessing damage in your own field is what matters to you. What effect will this have on your ear count and your bushels per ear? As scouts visit these fields, make the distinction between down corn and green snap corn. Corn that snapped off below the ear, of course, remove it from the ear count. Plants that snapped off above the ear still have the possibility to put on a half an ear if they get pollinated. Trying to get a handle on what effect down corn has on yield will go back to what growth stage the corn was at. The younger your corn plant, the less damage you'll have. April planted corn that is tasseling or one or two leaves from tasseling will have the most damage. This older corn will tip the top of the plant back up, but most of the stalk is going to stay tipped. This will put several ears on the back side of the stalk, giving us some pollination issues. About half of the 
ear-filling leaves will also be on the downside of the stalk, not receiving sunlight. This will decrease the grain-filling capabilities, lowering your bushels per ear. Plans should be made on how harvest is going to be completed. You know, having one twisted-up field is one thing. You handle it and you move on. Having the majority of your fields twisted up, this is another thing. Line up your combine reel now before you get to the fall and the backlog is six weeks. In twisted corn, a combination of a reel and end uh, augers on the end of the head seem to get the best reviews from our customer base. Mid-May through June planted corn is seven to eight leaves from tasseling. This corn popped back quick. The ear sits usually around the sixth node from the top, meaning that the ear and all the leaves above the ear will get vertical. Now, this will help in the pollination in the ear fill. This corn will still give us challenges at harvest, so plan accordingly. As I've said in earlier podcasts, I'm not sure what was the best time to plant corn. Last week I thought drought stress on this late corn, I was beginning to think April was our better shot. After this week's storm, I may be shifting back to the later corn. Getting several questions about fungicide on corn and beans. As tassels pop out, many growers look to making that fungicide application on corn. The biggest issue we must deal with is how ununiform this April corn is. Now, scouts, remember if you're spraying fungicide on pre tassel corn, we pull out the surfactants to prevent pinched ears. Most of the fields have lady mergers and replant corn in the same field. Decisions will have to be made to pull out the surfactant or wait for the late corn to shoot a tassel. The surfactants add horsepower to these fungicides. So with the lack of disease that I'm seeing in most fields in our customer base, I would opt to wait. In these uneven fields that took 30 days to get up, if you're not at thresholds on the disease, I would make sure those later plants get pollinated. In our farm visits, we're finding seven to 8,000 late plants in this April corn. Now we normally have five to 700 late plants and we just ignore them. Seven to 8,000, we need them, even if they only put on a half or two thirds of an ear. Scouts remember, silk clippers like the rootworm beetle and the Japanese beetle, they're after corn pollen. They will migrate to the freshest pollen. While the amount of beetle may be low in the field, they will all be on the replant or lady mergers. As tassels start to pop, put those drones up and look at your aerial images so scouts know where to go look to keep it. Going to take some walking to get these fields scouted properly. Two weeks ago, we saw the first male rootworm beetles in the cornfields. Last week, we saw females starting to emerge. Beetles will continue to emerge for the next at least three weeks. So scouts, the numbers will go up and the Japanese beetle numbers continue to climb as well. The later corn will need to be watched when it starts to tassel 
If it keeps raining, late corn can handle some feeding pressure due to the rate that the silks are pushed each day. But if we swing back to the dry side, light pressures from pollen feeders can be a problem in this late corn. Fungicide spraying on beans is firing up as these April beans hit R3. In many areas, uh, rain has taken pressure off of the potential spider mite issue. But for those of you who didn't receive the rain, stay on top of this. If you plan to add an insecticide to your fungicide, make sure it can handle the spider mites. A number of fields in the storm received hail this week and growers are wondering, should we treat the corn with the fungicide if it got hail? Hmm. This really depends on how hard you got hit, right? Is it more of a crop insurance claim? Where are you at? We see better standability when we spray normal corn with the fungicide. The same is true for corn that has been hailed on. Some stay green at the end of the season helps prevent stalk deterioration. If fungicides are part of your normal program and standability is a concern for you, yes, I would treat these hailed acres. We're finishing up the late season nitrates as guys are doing their late season Y dropping and irrigation applications. Some of these fields may be too gooseneck to do this by ground. If so, you'll need to go by air. Boys, I know this year is throwing us some curveballs, but don't walk away from this crop. Last Wednesday, we harvested our wheat here at the office. It ran right at 100 bushel the acre. I think that was good for all that it's been through. We finished combining, and the baler guys got one round of straw baled before we got nine-tenths of rain and high winds one of those two mile by one mile downpours. They got the straw baled eventually and we did a number of different tillage passes out there and then we planted it to corn for our diagnostics class that will be part of our grower field day. Katie has mailed you a save the date already and the agenda will be coming soon. Today I am happy to announce we have finally completed the details for this year's virtual Farm Journal Corn Soybean College. It will be on August 19th. We'll have a three-hour session in the morning, we'll break for lunch, and we'll finish with a three-hour session in the afternoon. We'll be doing live Q&A during this event, so go to our website at croptechinc.com and click on the Corn Soybean College tab to view the, view the agenda and to get registered. Approved CCA credits will be available for the live viewers. We're learning a lot on how to do a field day in this world of virtual events. And while I'd much rather do this in person, we here at CropTech think this is going to be a very worthwhile event for you. So again, come to the website, croptechinc.com, click on the Corn Soybean College tab and get yourself registered or pick up more information about the event. To stay up to date, Check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.